world looks wonder And better see the family You can grow from zero to significance. You can. Where you are born, the family you are born to, the environment you are born to, may not actually be a limitation to you. If you learn some of the things I will start teaching you, it's going to be for a little protracted time because I want it to sink. Why are we preaching everything when we can preach one thing and produce success out of you? Where you are born is irrelevant. The limitation around your environment is insensitive. Are there limitations around your environment? Yeah, emphatically, yes. But you can grow around above it. You have no choice of where you are born, who gets back to you, but you have a choice of who you become. And the tougher the environment, the sweeter the testimony. You know, there is nothing special if Trump become the president of America because his father was a wealthy man to whom much is given much is expected so if much is not delivered to whom much is given they are supposed to put you on the table and flog you Okay, but it makes more sense that a common African migrated to America from Kenya and from zero he vowed I must be the president of America and eventually a black man became the president of the almighty America is a record breaking testimony yes so Obama is more a success to me than Trump not because it's just because of they say two hands are not equal but you can wash your hand and eat with kings hallelujah no matter how your hands is you can choose to eat with kings choose your future make a choice of your future and determine it God is so faithful that every picture he advertises to you, he has the capacity to give to you. You see what he does? He wets your heart and gets your heart ready to go for it. If you see it, I tell you the truth. And you take the necessary step, you will get there. Don't be limited by your environment. Always say to yourself, it is possible. Let me tell you this. From where I was to where I am, it is very impossible to have been here. Yes, very impossible. That's why I said the other time, the distance between where I am to where I want to be is easier for me than from where I was to where I am. You know what I mean? It's easier to make your first 10 million than your first 1 million. You can easily create, if you've never made 1 million, is a wall, is a wall, is a wall. The moment you break that, it's going to take you like... It's going to take, it could take you like almost 27 years of your life, 28 years, to achieve your first 1 million. But between 27 years and 31 years, 32 years, you can hit your first 100 million. Do you what I just said now? So, you have no limitation. Just know the scriptures. Let me tell you this. This, this is one of the things I'm advising today. I don't want to preach. This is one of the scriptures that will help you very good. Read the book. Not to know, but to do. Pattern your life by this book. Deliberately. If the Bible says that anger rests in the bosom of fools, refuse to be angry. It's as simple as that. If the Bible says that you will not revenge, because vengeance is mine. 
when there is a matter don't fight the fight of God it's as simple as choice you think of what I just said listen I say it's as simple as choice you just choose not to be angry not because you were not provoked but because the Bible said be angry and sin not you see how to pattern your life just a choice no matter how bad your wife treats you don't lift your hand and beat her not because you can't beat her but because you want to live your life by the book is that simple some of you have been postponing the opportunity to bless your mother and bless your father because you are believing that one day you are going to hit it one day you are going to have jackpot mom you see I will surprise you let me tell you this you don't give because you have you give because you want to have you have because you give what does that mean stop waiting for the day you will be blessed to bless your parents do you know why because one of the channels one of the channels through which god has programmed to bless you is your parental link that cord that brought to the earth is part of your source for survival you must not wait to bless them you bless them you you honor them for them to bless you and god does not joke with that blessing even if your mother is a witch and you honor her the witchcraft part of her will be suspended for her blessing to flow i'm being real to you even if your mother is a witch natural witch but because she's your progenitor and you bless her that part of witchcraft now will be suspended because you are playing another rule the bible says that this is the promise this is the commandment that god himself attached with a promise but do you know what? It wasn't just one of the ones that is attached to the promise. It is the first. Do you know what it meant? That all the promises that is attached, the commandment attached with the promise, there are many of them. But it says God chose that one to be first. And can I shock you? Bible says, do not say to your parents of what they will profit of you that it is a gift. Don't use seed faith to deceive yourself that you gave to God what you should give to your parents. You are a stupid person. Jesus said himself. How powerful that scripture is. Anyone that cannot provide for his household is worse than an infidel. And household includes your mother and father. I do it as a culture. It's painful. But I do them because I want to be blessed. Sitting on table with my brothers, I told them, if blessings were to be ten, I've collected all of your own. And you know what? Like I said, stop waiting for big money. When I was 13 years, I used to go for programs. As a young guy, they give me money. I will save money. I knew when they were selling a bag of garlic, 700 naira. Full crayfish, full 500. Then oil. How did I know that? Very simple. They give me money. I will go to market with like 7,000 to 8,000 and buy rice, buy everything useful in the house and bring back home. As a child, as I was 13 years, and my father will in turn say, My son, it shall be well with you. You are lifting up my body. Your own body will be lifted by the grace of God. And you see, from that childhood, I've always been used to being blessed. A time came, I told myself, I will never set my feet in Onitra without stopping first in my father's. Because if you are going to Onitra, there is a place they call Boromir Roundabout. Boromir Roundabout is one of the junctions. That's where my father's office is. So I have to stop at Boromir Roundabout and give my father, even if it's 2,000. It mustn't be big to make a difference. It has to be consistent. And it has to be uh, targeted. You have to target it. You have to be intentional about it. So I stopped. That was what I had. I give him 2,000 or 3,000 or 5,000 or 10,000. And I said that I just came to bless you. And I leave. The man just kept wondering, who taught you this? 
I was luring him to vomit something that must be. My son, look at the whole struggle in the twelve tribe of Israel. Look at the struggle. Look at the blessings. Look at the challenges. It was the battle of words. Isaac said, gather my children. Let me say to them what must become of them in the future. One of them, he said, Asa, they are going to throw you down. They are going to hold you back. They are going to stample upon you. He said, at the end, a truth will overtake you. But you will overtake at last. Do you know that we came from the Asa tribe? I don't want to go into that. All the prophecies. He said to Levi, your anger is so bad and terrible. You will not excel in that anger. Cursed be your anger. It was the same anger that stopped Moses. It was the same anger that stopped Moses. It was the same anger that... So you see that it was a word spoken. He looked at Joseph. He said, I have given your people blessings, but I have given you all. I have sustained you with plenty of corn and wine. He was talking to Jacob. I have sustained you with plenty of corn and wine. When Abraham was to bless, he gave uh, Eliezer and other people. He said, for Isaac, he gave him all. What could be all? Not physical inheritance. I will tell you about it later. Look at, look at what Isaac said to Judah. He said, Judah, the scepter will not depart from you until Shiloh comes. Your people shall be at your command. He was not the first son, he was not the second son. Leadership was in the hand of Judah all through. Jesus came from Judah. So you see, what they became was words. So each time I give to my father or my mother, I'm just trying to provoke them. And I'm going to tell you why some of your giving don't work. You are not giving provocatively. Stop being formal in your giving life. I'm being real to you. You didn't hear what I said? You see that in the cause of Christ. Oh! It is that oh! It is that one, that thing, that thing. Whatever it is that gets somebody surprised that provokes the spirit. Blessing is of the spirit and of the soul. It's not of the mouth. Our head has it. Blessings are not said. They are provoked. If you've ever helped somebody to the point the person cried, anything he said must come to pass. He that lended to the poor, the poor in need has lended to God. It is the tears of that guy to God that brings the blessing. I told my brother, you don't need to have money to do this thing. How much is watermelon? How much is banana? But you know how I do my own? If what my money can afford is fruits, I will buy it in a shocking way. I, may, I must make sure I buy it in a way that your psychology must be disturbed. Take for instance, how much is, you know, unpeeled oranges? You know, unpeeled oranges. If you have 300 naira, 1,000, you can buy almost a wheelbarrow. Carry it like that and say, Mommy, today you must lick orange. Now you are shocked her psychology. You understand what I'm saying now? You buy that, just do some. If your parents are dead, we'll talk another day. Your parents are still alive. If they are still alive, before they die, take what they have. That is called the blessing of the progenitors. I say the whole, the whole success and battle of Israel was the prophecy. Look at Reuben. Reuben was the first son. But he messed up the couch of his father. He said, you went up to my couch. You went up to my strength. And you defied my bed. He said, as a result of it, Reuben, you will not excel. Reuben was the first son. He was the least in Israel. Reuben did everything to excel. How many of you hear about Reuben? Do you know that the only name you hear instead of Reuben is Ephraim? Ephraim is the first son. He's the beginning of strength. It was words. 
what kept him there and what took the other one there I'm talking about the fight and the battle for blessing the battle fight it out whatever you can do within your capacity to take of the blessing that will take you to the next level he said blessed because we are blessed with all spiritual blessings that's where the problem comes blessings are not tangible blessings are not seen blessings are not like physical inheritance they are not inheritance but they can make you to inherit things blessings are spiritual blessings are unseen but you see what it is one of the tricks God uses to deceive people so that the real ones will know how to go for it some of you heard concerning the strife that happened in the womb of Rebecca he said two nations and your womb these two nations are fighting for one thing the blessing what Jacob could not get physically he got it by provocation so they strove in the womb he couldn't win in the womb Esau came out first he came out second but he still held to his heels you see this thing is a fight we will fight it out I don't know how those guys grew but from the womb they were intelligent he held the heels I know that Rebecca and his father Isaac will be wondering what kind of child is this there must be something about this guy let's study him out why is he holding his brother's leg now watch this I'm going to show you one thing that will shock you I think it's Hebrews chapter 12 let me show you scripture Hebrews 12 Jacob knew the effects and the effectiveness of the blessing even if you are ahead of me I can take your place let me tell you this it doesn't matter who I've gone ahead of you it doesn't matter who is your peer who is doing better than you if you know what I'm going to teach tonight and you begin to practice it naturally and deliberately I'm telling you the truth over time you will overtake I sat down to calculate all the people I started life with all, I, I didn't say some except for anyone I can't remember there is nobody in my circle I'm not joking from childhood I mean from my primary season I met Jesus to my secondary school till I came to pre-degree school I did diploma I did university I can't remember anybody in my field that is doing better than me in my field I, I, I'm, I'm deliberate about it I can't remember anybody that I started raised with that is doing better than me so what will be my secret practice he said, be ye doers, not hearers. Stop hearing. You have heard enough. If the word of God is not producing for you, it is either that what was to bless you, you didn't hear it. Or you heard it, you didn't do it. Because it is one thing not to hear. It's another thing to hear and not to do. It will not make any effect in your life. So Jacob knew how powerful blessing was. How powerful. So he became intentional about it. One day, there is something called birthright. Say with me, birthright. You know what is birthright? Let me explain birthright. Apart from the right of inheritance, the right of inheriting things from father, okay? Because if you are the first son of a good man, and then you are a good son, if the father divides inheritance, your own will be a little bit ahead of others. True or false? Now, that inheritance is that is a birthright. That means you have the right to inherit your father's level. In fact, the work of every father is to level for his children. Is that okay? Now, but there's another thing called birthright. Birthright is according to order. 
the right of who came first. Apart from father's blessing, I'm talking about the right of who came first. So that in family, your elder brother must be ranked first and better. Must take the first portion before you. That's important. Now, the fight was who will be more blessed. I held to your heels. You came out first. But I will be very intentional about the things I do when I am born. Such that even though you are the beginning of the strength of Isaac, and it is in you to continue because it's called head count. They don't count the lead, they count the head. So if we are going to follow genealogy, we are going to be tracing all the heads. But the Bible doesn't go in that order. The Bible counts the person with the blessing. So the head in your family is not your first brother, it's the one with the blessing. I can show you many places in the Bible. Pharaoh was one of them. He was the one carrying the blessing. His brother Zephyr wanted to come out and say, No, go back. So the anointing always goes with the one with the blessing. So they count, they count, they count. So the guy said, Even though you came out first, it is your right to be blessed more and first. But I'm going to take your blessing. Now, one day, he went to hunt his elder brother. And then this guy has cooked food. And he came back very hungry. Very hungry. Very hungry. Jacob has been looking for occasion. Tell your brother, have an eye for spiritual things. Say to someone, be sincere, have an eye for spiritual things. But please, remind that person, spiritual things are intangible. Remind that guy, spiritual things are invisible. Because you can miss it. In the faith realm, Visible thing doesn't make sense. You can miss it. It says not looking on the things which are seen. Such that if you are born to a rich woman, your father has a powerful land somewhere, and you are the first one, you can be eyeing the land. Another person is eyeing the mouth. It is time that we tell. I will tell you some of the some of the things you are going to see that is contained in blessing. So this guy brought food. And his brother was hungry. He said, wow, I've got an opportunity. Sir, please, please, please. Can you give me porridge? He said, porridge is not the problem. Can you sell me your birthright? I want to come first. You come second. Let me show you a scripture. Look at that. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16. Look at what God said. Look at God's record for a stupid guy. Somebody who doesn't have eyes for spiritual things, which are more tangible realities in the supernatural He said, now, verse 16, please, Hebrews 12, 16, quickly. He said, let there be any fornicator. You see, I didn't see this guy have fornication. What will God call fornication? He said, let there be any fornicator. Who is a fornicator? He said, or a profane person. You see that profanity, say with me, profanity. You didn't say that, say profanity. What is profanity? Anytime you are able to trade spiritual value for physical things, you are a profane person. You can sell out. You can sell out. You know there are robbers or hired assassins, you, you catch them. No matter how you torture them, they cannot tell you who is the principal, who sends them. Those are people to deal with. If God wants to build a kingdom or a system, He deals with people like that. They don't sell out. You know that one of the greatest training you can receive as a person if you want to go find life is to prefer the state above you. But anyway, selfishness has turned that order. There are people that can die for their nation. 
and is a culture. Look at this guy. God called him profane. What was the profanity in Esau? What was what? What is it God called fornication? If a less there be any fornicator among you or a profane person, what was the profanity? Look, look at your Bible. What was the mistake the guy did? He said he sold his birthright for a morsel of bread. Is that let that be a fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright? He couldn't withhold the hunger. He couldn't. He couldn't um, 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 suspend the gratification. Let me say something. Let me say something. You are going to see what I will say now in the next verse. He never knew it was that serious. He thought it was a joke. He was those sort of people that used to think in church. When a man of God is blessing you, and they think in their mind, they are washing his brain. That was a kind of Esau person. Esau doesn't have value for holy things. Esau doesn't have value for things of holiness. That's profanity. He doesn't value the blessing of a father. What's that? Daddy, please give me money. Let me go and do business. If your father gives you the Bible and gives you a way, you will take the will and leave the word. Look at that. He didn't know it was a serious matter. Look at verse 17. For you know how that afterwards, later, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. Now, no, no, get this, get this. You see that thing that happened between Rachel. Uh, What's the name of the mother? That's Rachel. Rachel telling Jacob, this is what your father did. This was the day that thing was determined. It wasn't that day. Because that was the day of the blessing, when he would have inherited the blessing. That means, if this guy was able to have suspended his gratification, his passion for food, and had not sold his birthright, that thing that happened that day, wouldn't have happened. That was the day he would have inherited the blessing. He was rejected. What caused the rejection? Because there was no place found for him to repent. Some of the things you are doing today are like seeds you are planting. And when seeds are planted, it is watered. After it is grown, you cannot reverse it. And let me tell you this. It's not the day you were saved, you are blessed, the blessing starts functioning. That day, the blessing was planted at the seed. Look at that. He found no place of repentance. Though he sought it carefully with tears. Now he has known it was a reality. How will you sell your birthright and still want the Father to bless you? The blessing of the Father. It doesn't work that way. So God said, lest there be any profane person. There are many people that don't have value for spiritual things. They don't have value. For words that are spoken by provocation. I'm telling you the truth. If you keep moving in the direction of the word of blessing, whether from your progenitor, from your father, and from the altar, or from God, you cannot by any means remain at the same level. Those words go ahead of you and create uncommon realities around you. But of God, spiritual things are spiritual. They will happen in such a way that you can almost doubt it was not the blessing. Let me show you things that the blessing can do. 
or fact about the blessing. No amount of material things can equate the power of the blessing. Let me tell you one thing the blessing does. The blessing guarantees that any blessing that comes from it, any riches or increase that comes as a result of the blessing, it is in the power of the blessing to sustain it. You think what I said? Say with me, blessing are not things. You didn't say that. Say blessing are not materials. Say, but materials can be bettered by the blessing. Now let me explain that. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. You see that now? So riches is not actually the blessing. Riches are the effects of the blessing. Does it make sense? Fruitfulness are the effects of the blessing. As a result of the flow of God's blessing, you cannot be barren. Cannot. And I'm saying that emphatically and authoritatively. You cannot have the blessing and you are not preferred. But look at this now. Any promotion that comes as a result of the blessing, it is in the power of the blessing to sustain. That means, listen to me, we don't grow and recede. When you hear the Bible, the path of the just is the path of the blessed. It's like a shining light. It keeps shining brighter. It can't be good today and bad tomorrow. Every victory you have achieved in God, you have the capacity to retain it. You didn't get what I said. I don't know what I'm making sense. But I'm telling you what the Lord said I should say to you. So you're not afraid. One of the reasons I'm being careful, I'm saving, is that I don't want to be poor. You can't be poor if the blessing made you rich. You cannot. It's not possible. Except you, you, cause the blessing. Because, you know, I've said to you, if you understand the Bible, we cannot backslide. There's no backsliding plan in God. But is it possible for somebody to backslide? Yes. There are only two ways a Christian can backslide. Number one is through idolatry. Number two is by you rejecting the gospel. You, you can turn your back from the gospel. You can wake up and say, today I disown God. It's your choice. That's the only way. Number two is when you begin to worship things above God, you backslide. But apart from that, not even your sin can make you backslide. You didn't hear what I said. Write it anywhere, put it anywhere, I will defend it anywhere. I said, not even your sin. You know why? He said, for as far as the heaven is from the earth. He said, so far has it taken your sins from you. He said, little children, when you sin, remember you have an advocate with the Father. Because you are children. Because you are children. You cannot be on, on, on Father again. You were born of God. I'm being with you. The only thing your sin, because let me also say this, when you call sin for a sinner, it's different from sin for a child of God. Sin for a child of God is missing the mark. Sin for a sinner is a root. A sinner is that his root is in sin. So no matter how you help him, he's a sinner. So in Christ, what we call sin is not what they call sin there. Because a nature has changed. You think of what I said? It, sin for a sinner is a nature. Sin for us is a mistake. 
The only thing sin can do to a Christian is that each time you sin, something in you will die. Your brain will die. Your ideas will die. You will be stagnant. You will have the same experience of an unbeliever. But sin cannot break your relationship with God. Take it or leave it. We visit it one of these days again. I get what I'm saying now. Am I getting it clear for you? The blessing, any blessing that comes from God cannot be taken away. Except you cause the blessing. And it's very simple. You see the, the clothes you're wearing now? It's a little bit white. In laundry, they classify that as white. So, you can use the same material you used to wash white to wash it. That. Now, if you put your hand in the oil and put it on your shirt, will it be red? With all you show? You, have, you, you, you cause the blessing. So, when you're a blessed man, there are environments you just naturally avoid so that the blessing can be functional. Do you understand me now? So you can choose to cause your blessing and the blessing will not be showing, but you are blessed. So that's the first fact about the blessing. Number two, the blessing is eternal and transferable. The blessing is an inheritance. The Bible calls it the inheritance in the sins that are in the light. It's inheritance, it's transferable. There is no way my children cannot do what I'm doing. Some of the success you have is because you are connected to my lineage. It was my obedience that brought your success. If I didn't obey him, you will not be here. It was by the obedience of Christ that we are into the blessing of God. It's a transferable asset. Have you noticed that even if I'm not around, and another man of God in church, some of these are preaching, you still feel the same thing you feel when your pastor preaches. Do you know why? It's an inheritance. They that thing that made them to think like me, talk like me, act like me, is the transfer of the blessing. It's normal. There is no way your children cannot be blessed if the prosperity you received came from the blessing. But if your children are not functioning, they decided to walk out of it. So blessings are eternal. That is the hope the righteous man has. If you come to it and you see many rich guys Many rich families, they, those days. You know that the percentage of people who were able to carry their wealth to the next generation are very few. Are you aware? Most of the millionaires you see today are third generation millionaires. Third generation millionaires. And don't forget, don't forget. The moment you stop equating physical things as a blessing to make sense to you, that somebody has Jewish, he's not blessed. He's only rich. And the Bible says, fret not yourself as the riches and prosperity of the unbeliever. You know why? He said like the grass, it will feed her away. Then he now said in Psalm 37, 37, Mark the perfect man. Who is the perfect man? Mark the blessed man. He said his end shall be peace. It shall be shalom. Their progress are eternal consistently. The children and the offspring of the righteous are blessed upon the earth. In fact, every inheritance that an unblessed man keeps on the earth, he has heaped more trouble for his children in the days of his death. Many children cannot sit in the same table. They want to kill themselves because there is a land their father had. And the other brother is saying, I'm the owner of the land. So why don't you go for the blessing? So that the blessing can sustain your riches and inheritance. I've said that before. Number three, the blessing is intangible wealth that creates tangible realities. 
Let me tell you what the blessing is. The best way I can explain the blessing is simple. It's something on the inside, working on the outside. <laughs> Let me say that again. Can I say it? I say the blessing is an empowerment of the spirit on your inside, working on the outside. You just greet somebody. The person just likes the way you speak. Just your voice tune alone. Others have that voice tune, but your own is different. Come on here. Come on here. Do you know that somebody can see you like this? Just the hair on your leg is the only thing he likes. Only the hairs. And what magnifies the hairs, even you don't know. You, if you are even tired, you are looking for it to remove it. You don't like these hairs. And God just come on your hair. And anoints it. And people don't know why they are addicted to you. They just like you. A man of God of a high order in this country say, Pastor, nobody can see you are not like you. You are like him. I'm like him. And the moment I knew the thing, I started using it well. And using it well. When I meet anybody, I make you to like me. Amen? It's not in this thing. It's not in this thing. It's just something on the inside. It's just, it's, it's something. Have you ever been around people? You just want to stay around them. Their presence is just wonderful. That's the blessing. They are intangible, but they create tangible realities. People feel secure putting business ideas on your table. People feel secure doing business with you. And you ask them, why do you trust me? I don't know. Hi. As Jacob was about to leave his father's house, the father put hand upon him. Say, my son, nobody will see you and kill you. The God of my fathers, the God that helped my father will help you. He will preserve you in the way. And when you go to your, the house of your mother's brother, he will accept you. So that acceptance, even Laban is not aware. Why he embraced the guy and handed over everything? Even when the guy was trying to supplant the guy, he was changing his wages many times. The first wage he changed was giving him Leah instead of Rachel. And eventually, Leah left. Rachel also left in the hand of the same man. Each time the man wants to turn the thing against him, it will turn to double blessing. One time, Laban got angry and woke up to kill Jacob. He said, what evil have I done to you? If you read that account in Genesis 36, Jacob was talking to his daughter, to the wife rather. He said, I have done your father no evil. Many times he has changed my way. But each time he wants to change my way, the angel of the Lord, whose I am, whom I serve, he will come and give me a secret and the thing will fall to my advantage. It is something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, I will come and bow down. Come on. At your feet, Lord Jesus. In your presence is fullness of joy. There is nothing, there is no one who compares with you. I take pleasure in worshiping. I take pleasure in worshiping. I take pleasure. In worshiping you, O God, I take pleasure, Lord. I take pleasure in worshiping. I take pleasure. 
give me Genesis 31. Let me show you them something. Oh, I take pleasure in worshiping you, God. How does the blessing work? Look at this. Verse 4. This is how blessing functions. Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field onto his flock. Now there is a problem between the father. The father wants to kill him. And he was reporting to the father, to the, to the wives. Because there is every propensity that your father is angry with your husband, you join your father. So Jacob called the wives, said, I know this is your father, but look at my story with your dad. Let's be real. He said unto them, I see your father's content and that it is not towards me as before. But the God of my father had been with me. My fault is that there is somebody with me. It's not me. Some of the steps you think me take, don't think is that I'm smart, but it is something on the inside, working on the outside. And you know that with all my power, I have served your father. I did everything good for him. And your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God suffered him not to hurt me. Are you seeing that now? Somebody wants to kill you, but he just can't kill you. He just postpones your death to another day. I told you a story how somebody came to kill my dad in the night and then took his car and my father was claiming to be in the army and was rolling. The man was looking at him and was laughing. See, smart. Think you're smart. Get out, stupid man. Carry this car, move just 10 minutes distance and stop the car and took another person's car and shot the guy dead. The person didn't struggle with them. Carried his own car and left and left my father's car steaming. He said, this guy wants to kill me, but the father, the God whom I thought, did not suffer him to hurt me. Look at verse 8. Look at his story now. If he said thus, that the speckle shall be my wages, then all the cattle will begin to bear the speckled ones. Something on the inside. It's not me. It's not me. The thing is living in me. It was my father that put it in me. He blessed me. I knew when it happened. He told me, give me venison that we provoke. Let me give you what Abraham gave me. If the guy said... If thus the rings straighted shall be thy hire, then they all bear cattle rings straighted. What is the thing bearing the thing? Something on the inside, working on the outside. Look at the thing now. Thus God has taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. Say thus, I had first class. You didn't say that, say thus, I had first class. Do you know what it means? A lecturer vow over his dead body. Will he see you pass his course for you to go to the next level? It's very simple. Provoke something on the inside that's working on the outside. If he said over his dead, well, just say amen. He will die the next semester. No, I, there was a person I prayed for. The guy who was to mark his script got sick. That semester, he didn't function. Another person came and acted for him. As soon as the guy passed, the guy became well and returned back. Say thus. He didn't say thus. Something on the inside. Look for that thing. Governor will see you. And he's talking to us. He will hold his hand on you and say, Come, follow me. I went to see one man of God, very influential pastor in Nigeria. And he was greeting, Oh, how are you? God bless you. Uh-huh. What's that? Uh-huh. What about you? You know, when pastors are busy, you can see it in their face. Have you ever seen something like that? Talk to me tomorrow. Chat to me. What's that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then he saw me. I came to him. He, he smiled. He, he, he said to me, just, just, Look at what he did. He said, wait, wait for me. You are going home with me. He helped me like this. Get me by his side. Uh-huh. What is it? The costos. Those are things I call blessing. Blessing is not money. It's the access you have to places. Ordinarily you cannot go. Let's finish that story. And it came to pass, at the time that the cattle conceived, that I lifted up my eyes, and saw in a dream, something on the inside, 
Something I cannot explain. I saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which lived upon the cattle were restrained, speckled and grizzled. Look at that. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob, I said, here I am. Look at what the guy will say to him. He said, and he said, lift up now your eyes and see all the rams which live upon the cattle are restrained, speckled and grizzled, for I have seen all the lad that Laban has done unto you. So the angel was following him. Who is that angel? His name is the blessing. I have seen. He wants to change your wages again. I have seen. But I've also vowed it won't happen. It was what the guy saw in porridge. I'm telling you. You see this thing happening to this guy was supposed to be happening for Esau. It was what his son said. You see this porridge, I'll give it to you, but give me your best right. Give me the right you have. Because that right is a right. You know when they say something is a right? It's not a privilege. It is your right to inherit the blessing of Abraham. But please give it to me. They said, take it. The day is on for he sought it in there. He didn't find it. Look at that. And I am the God of better. Where thou anointed with the pillar. And where thou vowest a vow unto me. Arise. Get thee out of this land. And return to your father's kindred. Somebody say, toss. What do you go to church to look for? You go to have a connection with the blessing. My son, who is a pastor right now, once a gospel rapper, came into town and some bad boys couldn't take it, felt threatened by his whatever comportment. They wanted him in court by all means and he refused. And they threatened to kill him. They were all about him that they would kill him, told him that, and fear gripped him, Pastor the bank. And then in the midst of the fear, he met me and said, Pastor, some guys are looking for me and they want to kill me. And I knew that praying for him will not work. Having a contact will change everything. And I said, go to church and stay there for at least a period of seven days. Each time you come, stay on the altar and pray. Sniff the presence of God. Stay until you hear a word from within you. Because what will preserve you, what kills men is not death, it's fear of death. So I said, pray until fear goes. Another thing replaces it. It is that thing that replaces them, even if they fire bullets on you. It is the spirit of a man that sustains his insanity. So they fire bullets. Just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dying yet. No, no, no. no. It's not what God told me. Something just tells you, walk out of there, you walk out of it. Any man that dies yet, check it. So the guy came to church and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. He stopped being public, stopped going everywhere, started being careful. He prayed and prayed and prayed. And when he caught it, he said, Pastor, it's in me. Something told him, come out. I've once been threatened like that. Some guys, I don't know, I don't know what I did. They wanted to assassinate me. And fear came upon me because I'm a man of God. He's man first. So I had to go to the presence of God to sneeze the blessing, to snore, to smoke, else I die. To smoke my own tramadol. To smoke the presence of God. I prayed until the scripture came to me. He said, they're nothing terrified by your adversary. It shall be to them an evidence of perdition, but to you, a proof of your salvation. I stood up in faith. I said, who is that that wants to kill me? Come again. I've gauge something on the inside. That is the blessing. They want to kill this guy, but he can't die again. Because the blessing is already functional. That's what you go for. Look for that thing that makes you believe you can't fail. It is that faith realm. Anytime your faith can reach out for God, the moment your faith says yes, that thing is yours. So what do you come to church to do? To receive it.
Because we understand that the race is not for the strong. He said bread is not for skillful men. Riches is not for men of understanding. So we come to the presence of God to pray and pray and pray and worship and worship and worship and give and give and give until we give out our fear and go home with a confidence that we know our Redeemer lives. The moment that thing happens in your mind, that's what we sang in song. The Lord is my portion. The Lord is my portion. The moment God becomes your portion, every other thing will be attracted to you. That's why Bible says, seek ye first. That thing is the blessing it's asking for. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now let me show you the account of how this guy took the blessing. Many times Christians hunt for blessing. I'm trying to move into what I call the battle for the blessing. Christians hunt for blessing and the only way they go about is making confession. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. Glory. I'm blessed. I heard a man of God say something last week that I'll never forget the rest of my life. He said, Amen has done more harm in church than good. Be blessed! Amen! It has done more harm. We have not really taught people well. That's why I said, I am going back to study the Bible from the root. How does the blessing flow? Because if it were by Amen, take it, claim it, we should have all been blessed. We should have all been blessed. So why is it that all the things and things don't work in Let me show you how the blessing is received. Genesis 27. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so that he could not see, he called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, and said unto him, My son, and he said, Here am I. Okay, two. And he said, Behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Please, I want to study the intent of this. I'm afraid if I die and I don't pass the baton, what God promised Abraham will not happen. I walked with my father Abraham and I saw how he passed down the blessing. I said, Abraham gave all his children blessing. But when it came to Isaac, he gave him his all. What could be the all? He gave him the blessing. So this guy was afraid. I'm afraid that the time of my death is close. And I don't want to die without passing this battle. Look at verse 3. This is a good scripture, but I will not preach it today. If you are a man here, and the moment you start clocking 50, in fact, the moment you close 45, 47, go and write your will while you are alive. None of you has. It's a stupid thing that a man is 65. And you are telling him to write, say, I'm not dying. God told you I'm not dying. This is a man of faith talking. He said, I don't know the day I will depart. Plan your life. So if anything happens, your children are not stranded. Some people die. They take their children three years, two years, to pull out their phone to continue life. What kind of selfishness is that? You need to sign your last checks and tell your wife, keep this check. If anything happens to me, make sure my children are sustained. Some of you don't even have faith to have joint account with your wife, so I can't preach about it. Because the dead has learned to fly without petting. There are some gears you can never give your... Don't try it on their own. Bone straight hair will not permit them. Now, therefore, take, I pray thee, thy weapon. Somebody say, thy weapon. Hey! 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 Take thee, thy weapon. And the Bible says, thy weapons of our warfare no canal. Take thee now, thy weapon. I want to pass something to you. 
But those things are only transferable by weapons. Take your weapon. I pray thee. Take your quiver. Have you ever read that in the Bible says that happy is the man that his quiver is full of them. He's choosing choice words. Choice words. Take your weapon. Take your quiver. And I bow. And go out to the field. And take me some venison. How is blessing transferred? Take your weapon. And go look for me venison. Now what will you do? And make me a savory meat. Such as I love. Not what you want. Why are your gifts not working? You give what you think. You don't give what is needed. I'm being real to you. Stop giving what you think. Give what is needed. You cannot be appreciated by giving the best of the undeserved. Your father loves a goosey soup. But you, you like okra. You can cook okra soup. You insist to cook for your father your own best meal. He said, no. Give me such as my soul delights. Because the soul business is not a mouth business. You know there is a meal you prepare for me. I'll be provoked. No, listen. If this thing is that easy, why did he not say my days of departure is, are, are closed? Come, kneel down, and I bless you. Why didn't he say that? Anybody who blessed you without a provocation just made a statement. That's why he said, positive talk, positive confession, that is not backed up by the Spirit, is just a talk. doesn't produce results. So somebody can say, in Jesus' name, and another person say, in Jesus' name, the other one is mixed with faith, the other one is just a talk, it doesn't work. Haven't you seen two people pray for somebody? One person, devil responded. The other one, devil didn't respond. It is what is contained in that statement. Provoke me. Bring it to me that I may eat. He didn't say that I will bless you before I die. He said that my soul will bless you. Now listen. Sit down. Sit down. Do you want to hear? They don't rehearse blessing. <laughs> Okay, if you come down, tell him um, whatever stuff your father will not stop you. No, listen, go and provoke your mother tomorrow. I'm not joking. Just go and provoke your mother. The test she will type, she will delete it seven times to say the right one. She will not rehearse it. He will not rehearse it. They don't rehearse blessing. You forfeit it. You give me money. You give me money. Hmm. You will not suffer in your life. See, that one came from the Spirit. Blessings are provoked. Go and I'm, I'm taking on a journey. Are, are you enjoying what I'm doing? Are you enjoying? Is anybody that missed today Saturday have missed something? And if you are here and you didn't attend to what I said, you are a fool. Prepare me a meal. Let me eat. And such a meat that will trouble myself so that I can vomit the blessing on you. It was the same, it was the instruction that this guy had that made him to run. While he was going to shoot, the mother went at the backyard. But let me also say this, while I move out from this scripture now, do you remember that when Jacob came back, he said, my son, can I feel your hand? He felt it. He said, your hand looks like the hand of Esau. But the voice, let me be sincere with you. Can I be sincere? No, you're not sincere. Can I be sincere? From birth, Isaac knew that Jacob was a supplanter. 
He knew that this guy I'm feeling his hand is Jacob. He knew. Forget it. But you know what? Have you ever ever felt diarrhea before? Have you ever felt diarrhea? Running stomach. And then you are telling the driver, stop. Driver, stop. Stop now. One day happened to a guy in our car. I said, stop. Before the driver was saying, say, no, that arm robbers are in this road, the guy did pa 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 It was not his choice. It was not his choice. But the system in charge of the control, as soon as the driver heard pa 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 <laughs> parking was not an option again. Quickly, the guy pulled over. It has come to the point. The guy has heard it. He has, his spirit has smelt it. And the spirit has gone ahead. Now what he was feeling was not relevant. I know, the guy was crying. I know, I know. Jacob, I know you. You took to the heel of my son whom I love. The voice is your voice. Don't think I can't see you. The guy that day he was blind. Lived more than 80 years later. This Isaac you see here. That say I might die. Didn't die later. He died later, later, later. Over 40 years later rather. He said I know but. but. Do, you know, do, you know, do you know what he told Esau when he came back? He said I would have loved to bless you. But I've given you all. No, I mean I knew it was Jacob that came. I was planning to reserve, but the more I was keeping, it was coming out. I was trying to keep it, it was coming out. I was trying to reserve. He said, I'm sorry. I have sustained your brother with plenty of corn and wine. No matter how you try, you will serve him. You will serve him. I want you to have an eyes for spiritual things, for value. When you see a pastor, don't see his haircut. See his grace and go for the grace. When you see an anointing, don't celebrate what he's doing. The gymnastic is not the thing. I say, see the grace at work in him and go for the grace. It works. It works. Now this is what I want to conclude with concerning these guys. You know what happened? The father sustained Esau, Jacob, with a blessing. When Esau came back, he was bitter about that and was ready to kill him. To kill the blessing. But the problem is that it would have been possible for you to have killed him a night before but we can't kill him again an angel has entered him it will be a fault of angel that the thing that is spoken concerning will not come to pass God would have been a liar because something has entered the thing entered him every effort to kill his brother didn't work out of fear the guy who even carried the blessing was not sure whether the blessing will work but he was running he didn't allow the blessing to abort he ran away he ran away and left all the blessings of Abraham do you know how rich Abraham was? Abraham was the richest man on the earth in his days. He was richer than kings. Yet he was not a king. Amen? Amen? And the Bible said that Isaac, his son, after Abraham died, went forward and became very great. That means Isaac had more money than Abraham. It was that money. Imagine when your father had G-Wagon, Porsche, Bugatti, Range, you know those, and, and Benz. Land in Abuja, land in Apo, land in Lake Epe, and everywhere. And you left it and ran for your dear life. Not thinking of, eh, what if I pick one paper? Hey, let me take one paper. He did not take any paper and ran. 
So if I had the physical thing that people go for, it's called material things. The Bible says, lay not your treasures on earth. Where rot and moth corrupts. But lay it in spiritual values. This guy took all the cattle of the father, took everything. This guy ran away with only, you are blessed. He said from today, when your portion is divided, it shall be the dews of heaven and the fatness of the earth. He said, your mother's children will be at your command. He said so many things to this guy. He ran with that word. Few years later, after few years, the guy was returning from Laban. Esau was coming. The wealth of Esau was not compared to the wealth of Jacob. What was it? The blessing. It. Make it preach. I am too sure I must own private jets. I don't have the money in my account. It's just like as I have entered on nature. Pastors that have been in nature will still be watching me. I'll buy land in nature and build a church. And they will still be hoping for buying. I'm already negotiating for one. They told me the price. Too big for me to handle now. Because so many projects everywhere. Money hanging there, hanging there. You know what I went back to? I went back to my Enaka course. That thing that usually produces things. That thing on the inside. I've been speaking in tongues for the past few days. And you know what? I'm not speaking empty tongues. I am doing the necessary. I am doing the provocative part. The land I saw, they need 25 million. I don't have it in savings. So the first thing I did was to release 1%. I took 250,000 and dropped on the feet of anointed men. And said, Lord, if you honor sacrifice, give me the land. The second thing I did, I took all my... You know, if you're around me, the only thing I don't like giving to people is my shoe and my wristwatch. Bad, bad watches. Some of them are in hundreds of thousands. I carried... I, I was with a man of God in Oka, and someone was discussing something. My spirit was getting troubled. I called bride. I said, please get me that my jewelry bag. As he brought it, I pulled all my wristwatches, about 15 to 17 of them, and poured it on his feet in tears. You know what I'm doing? I'm not just speaking empty tongues. I'm pregnanting my tongues. I called my bishop. He necessarily don't need to be in Nigeria. I sent a seed. You know what he told me? He said, God gave me a scripture, 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. He said, since I saw that scripture, that every dog is like money has been thrown. He said, even the money I sent him to his not me that I want to send it, it was the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that made him poor for me to become rich. He said, watch my word. The same grace will bring you to that area. He said, you have it. Why wouldn't I have it? These are intangible things. You can't cash it out physically, but it is going ahead of us. I have said around pastors, most of them are just good preachers, but not practitioners. Some of the pastors you know, are more stingy than you, but they preach more seed faith. And if any man is a taker and not a giver, he will be a dead sin. Things around you will die. Your children will die. Your business will die. Your brain will die. Your environment will die. I thank the Lord Jesus. I give more than you all. None of you here can, can, can compete with me in giving. Nobody here. 
He said, give me the venison that will provoke my sin. So I'm trying to say that blessings are not rehearsed. They are not said. They are provoked. But if you have eyes for blessing and spirituality, you will have to find the politics around it until you provoke it. Now this will shock you, Pastor. In Genesis chapter 12, God met Abraham. Let me read it very quickly. One, two, three. Quickly. Genesis chapter 12. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Get out of your father's house and your kindred and unto the father, unto a land I will show you. And look at what God said. I will make of thee a great nation. Say promise. Come on, say with me. Promise. And I will bless you. Say promise. And say, hold on. I will bless you. Has he blessed him? Hey, has he blessed him? I will bless you. This blessing will be based on following what he's saying. And taking action in what he's saying. I will bless you doesn't mean he will bless him. It's a promise. I will bless you and make you great and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3. The consequence I will bless them that bless thee, cause them that cause thee. In this, I want the family of the earth to bless. Now, do you know what? After Genesis chapter 12, go back and do this research. From chapter 3 downward, the guy left and said, wondering. Have you noticed that prophecy causes more problems? If the devil did not hear it in church, he wouldn't have fought you. The devil that fought Joe was the devil that followed him to church. Don't forget it. Bible says it came to pass that when the sons of God went to serve God, Satan also went also. Satan attends church. When prophecies are delivered on your direction and you catch them, the devil starts fighting that prophecy. There are many people who have the prophet, promise of God in their life. But life went worse for them. That was the story of the day. Go and read in Genesis chapter 12. The moment the prophecy was delivered, everything that was happening in his life was disorganized. From one problem to another problem, from one wandering to another wandering, going from place to place like a fugitive because of the promise. In Genesis chapter 13, another problem arose. He had taken lots along with him. Is that okay? Okay, Genesis chapter 12 still. Something happened. He took lots along. And as a result of taking lots, God did not tell him to take lots. Okay, but Lot was a smart guy. The company you keep, it is the future you have. Now, but the company was causing problems for him. What happened? Suddenly, everything around them, they were fighting. And from fighting, they divided the land. And Sodom was given to Lot, which was a better place. And he took the wrong place. Natural, which was Canaan. But Canaan became productive. In chapter 13, it was like everything was over. Now, God promised him blessing. He was seeing problems. Has God promised you anything and you are not seeing it? I'm telling you, you are, the key is in your hand. The key is right in your hand. God promised him blessing. Yet, what he was seeing was what? Problem. In chapter 13, what he now saw was battle. They took Lot, his brother, took him out and, and ran away. And he went and fought this battle, fought this battle and took his brethren out. But God, being earnestly willing, I'm trying to hit it, being earnestly willing to make of sure the promise, what I promised my friend, God knew that everything that was operating in this guy was just a promise. And the process to convert a promise to a blessing, because the moment it becomes a blessing, it becomes tangible. It begins to produce children. If it's a promise, it will only be leading you to troubles and challenge. And there was no one greater than Abraham on the earth. After they finished the battle, look at this. In Genesis chapter 14, the Bible said, let me show you. Um, give me verse, uh, 
And he brought back all the goods. And also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. Look at verse 17. I like that. Now watch this. The only way. Because blessings are not rehearsed. Blessings, you can't claim blessings. From today, stop claiming blessings. They don't work. God wanted to make sure that he provoked something. The only way the blessing could start acting on him was that the same God who gave him the promise needed Abraham to have a one-on-one seat with him to provoke him to permit the blessing. Look at this. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him and returned. Is that? Is that the last scripture? Thank you. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought, look at this, brought bread and wine. Please, anytime you read bread and wine, the Bible is talking about communion. It was a trick. He brought bread and wine. And he was the priest of God. Now, let me explain something. Genesis called Melchizedek the priest of God. But Hebrew explained who that guy was better. In Hebrew chapter 7. He said, what shall we say concerning this man Melchizedek? He said he was the prince of Salem, the king of Salem. Which is being interpreted the king of peace. He said, without the beginning of days or end of life, without descendants, he didn't come from a father or a mother. He was trying to explain that that guy is more than a priest of God. That guy is Christ himself. That guy is the Holy Ghost. God knew that if I leave Abraham like this, if I don't get him to provoke me, he will be wandering with the promise and he will be blaming me. God, did you not tell me? God, did you not tell me? You told me in 1998, you told me in 2000. So God brought wine and bread physically as a person. Look at this. And he was the priest of God, of the Most High God. Verse 18. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth. Look at the next thing. And blessed be the most high God which has delivered your enemy into your hand. And he gave him the tithes of all. Hold on. Hold on. You won't understand that. Hebrews chapter 7. Let me read it for Hebrew translation. Hebrew translation. Hebrews chapter 7. Oh, hallelujah. How to provoke the blessing. Very important. If I teach you this, it will help you. Look at Melchizedek in Hebrews chapter 7. From verse 1, please. This Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who Abraham met returning from the slaughter of kings and blessed him. Is that? To whom also Abraham gave a tenth pass of all. This guy has been interpreted the king of righteousness, and after also the king of Salem, which is the king of peace, verse 3. Watch what happened. I want to see that. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of day nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God with the Holy Ghost, abiding a priest continually. He said, Now consider how great this man was, whom even the patriarch gave the tenth part. Look at this. If you read Genesis, you will think that Abraham came and he blessed him. No. Hebrew said, When Abraham saw him, he saw God in him. He took the tenth part. Of the victory he had and brought on his feet. He gave the tenth part of his poise. That means he gave him venison. Now what was the consequence? He said, look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. And verily, they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of priesthood, have a commandment to take tithe of the people according to the law. That is of their brethren, though they have not come out of the... They come out of the knowledge of Abraham. Verse 6. But he 
whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham. Look at this. The emphasis was the gift he gave. The emphasis was the tithe he paid. The emphasis was the offering he offered. This scripture is talking about tithing. The emphasis was that this guy took something from him and gave it to him. What was the consequence now? Look at the consequence now. And he blessed him that had the promise. Everything God said in Genesis chapter, one, chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, and everything was just a promise. But that promise will never come to pass. It will remain in the heavenly places. To actualize it here, you needed to provoke God. But the problem is that Abraham don't know God. So God had to come down on his own. And expecting Abraham, this is bread, this is one. What will you do when you find communion? When you find Christ, what will you do? Honor him. He said, honor the Lord with your substance. With the increase of the land. He said, thanks are your band. Look at that. And he blessed him with whom had the blessing. And by then he said, without contradiction, the less heavy secret. Heavy secret. Look at that. Heavy secret. Without contradiction. Listen to this. Listen to this. Church, listen to this. We say without contradiction. You know what is without contradiction? You can't change it. It cannot be twisted. The less is blessed by the better. You know what it means? Anytime you see who is better than you, bless him. And how do you bless him? You don't bless him with words. You bless him with substance. And without contradiction, anybody that have respect and regard for eldership, whether it's spiritual eldership or biological eldership, and you honor it appropriately, without contradiction, that's where the blessing is hiding. It is actual provocation that releases the blessing. Look for who to provoke that is ahead of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now in Genesis chapter 15, the Lord met Abraham and began to talk to him and said to him, Abraham, I'm going to give you a child. I'm going to give you children. He said, what will you give to me seeing I have not a child? Another promise came. Another promise. The first promise was to bless him and make him a great name. God has fulfilled that. From this point, look at the rest thing that happened in his life. He became great, became important, became influential. In verse 15, God now told him, I'm going to give you a blessing. He said, what will you give me? He said, I, go, I, go I will bless your wife. I will give your wife a child. You remember that scripture? You remember that scripture? And guess what? The promise remained a promise. At 75, God gave him that promise. 76, 78, 80, 90. And God was almost turned into a liar. When you see Bible say, be ye followers of them who through faith and patience, there is something about faith you need to learn. And that thing is provocation. Faith is not a talk, it's an action. Ten years passed, the child didn't come. Genesis 16. The guy was lying everywhere. He's not my sister, he's my sister. Genesis 17. God appeared to this guy and said, change your mood is operandi. There is something I have taught you that you are not putting to work. The promise to have a child remained a promise. Until Genesis chapter 18. Listen. Oh. Every major advancement Abraham made always happened when God appears to him and he provoked God. Genesis 15, the promise happened. 16, he was wondering. He was claiming, this guy is my sister. And trouble, trouble, trouble. Genesis 17, God told him, walk before me and be perfect. And God gave him circumcision law. In Genesis chapter 18, look at what happened. And the Lord appeared 
unto him in the blame of memory. Anytime God is appearing to you, he wants you to provoke him. Because God knew that the only way, the only constitutional way, the only lawful way for the blessing to come upon sons is by provocation. Let me show you. Genesis 18, verse 6. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Please, make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cake upon the head. Try, please, run. I have seen him again. I have seen him again. And we know that the promise is invalid until the, the blessing is released. Please, give me meal. And Abraham ran unto the head and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto the young man. And he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and calf which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. Another eating. Another eating. The first one, he met Melchizedek and gave him tithes. And he blessed him with whom was the promise. After the promise for a child, he met the same angels, another kind of angels. And the Bible said, and they said unto him, where is Sarah, thy wife? Provocation has happened. They have finished eating. Spirit has come upon them. It has been legal. Something has come upon them. Where is Sarah, thy wife? And he said, behold, in the tent. Remember, I will give you a child. He didn't give him a date. Now, he said, I will certainly. Something has happened in God. The guy just gave food to angels. The guy just provoked angels. Angels, we are not hungry. But he, he beckoned on them. He begged them, please, come out to my house. Eat something of me. He said, I will return to you according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, your wife, Sarah had a son. And he heard it. She heard it in the tent, which was behind it. Verse 11. Verse 11. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old. And were stricken in age. And he ceased to be the with Sarah after the man of women. Look at what the Bible means here. At Genesis chapter 18, even the promise God gave me in Genesis 15, he has forgotten it. He has written it off. Even if you didn't give me a child, there's no problem. But at this point, he provoked it. There is a promise over your head that provocation will bring. I'm telling you the truth. There is a promise over your head that you need, you need to find a relevant provocation that will produce it. Look at that. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. You know, when you provoke grace, your doubt is irrelevant. You didn't hear what I said. Because now it is not in the power, this is not more your faith, it is in the faith of the blessing. She laughed within herself, saying, After I am once old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being also old? Look at that, Father, look at, and the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? She was inside the tent and laughed, saying, Shall I of a shorty bear a child which I am old? Verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return to thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have his son. So what is provoking this one? It's no more blessing. It's no more promises. Something has been released. Blessings are provoked. Stop claiming you are giving. Stop giving and start provoking. Let me explain what it means. Start looking for needs. Let your giving to elders, giving to God, giving to altar, giving to your priest, let it move in the direction of needs. Always pray that your giving will meet a need. Anytime I send the man of God, often I say, Hey, how did you know I don't have money? 
I've been believing God for food in the house. And you sent me this morning. You will never lack food. I laugh in my spirit. I'm looking for that opportunity to flourish before me. That's the vocation. Guess what? After this child came, God has not yet promised him to make him a great nation. He has not given that promise. In Genesis 22, something has happened. Let me show you. From verse 1 to 4. Genesis 22. From verse 10, rather. I will read 10 to 12. Genesis chapter 22. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son again. Provocation. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Giving. Giving. Look at this. There are many things God is reserving. We receive blessing as degrees. Some of you are already exhausting the blessing of the previous. You need to go to the higher level. It's just like the anointing and the will of God, the purpose of God has moved me from a state to a Abba. I don't need to stay at the same level of anointing I'm flowing here. So as a wise person, I must be going to negotiate for extra grace. Because when you used to be a commissioner and when you were a minister, you are not the same thing. When you are a minister and you become a president, not the same thing. You need to change both your rank, both your entourage, both your security. Because you have shifted. God has given him the child. But God has not promised him the nation. And this time, God wanted to give him something. In his right hand was the blessing. In his left hand was the test. And God told him, take your child and kill for me. And look at this. And the angel, look at verse 10. Let me read verse 10. Go back. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Eleven. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, here am I. Twelve. And he said, lay not your hand upon this lad, neither do anything unto him. For I know that, for now I know that you fear God, seeing that thou hast not withhold your only son. Look at verse 15 quickly because of time. 15. Verse 15. He said, and the angel of the Lord called him the second time out of heaven. Mm-hmm. And said, by myself have I sworn. What is he swearing at now? Provocation has happened. I said, any time the blessing came upon Abraham, one is a promise. The other one is the fulfillment. God coming into play with his own life. I cannot fail. When God swears by himself, he's taking his oath by his life. How did Abraham become all he became? He was provoking God. How did Isaac get Jacob, his son, to receive the blessing? He said, provoke me. I have sworn, saith the Lord, because thou hast done this, and hast not withheld your son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless you. In multiplying, you see, the blessing does not flow, because God likes your face. It's not your face he likes. After all, God liked David. But David took it from liking to sacrifice. David was one king that knew how to provoke God. Each time he goes to the altar, the things he does for God, each time he does it, God makes a vow. Imagine a guy saying, God, I want to build a house. Since the time they left Egypt till now, till that moment, nobody has ever thought about it. God has never done it in the tent. The guy thought it in his mind. God said, David, 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 because you put it somewhere in your heart to build me a house. Listen to me. He said, I will establish everything that will come from your noise. Blessings are provoked. Look at that. I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven. And as the sun which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemy. This is the first time God is saying this thing to him. 
This is different from what he said in Genesis chapter 12. He said, your children will possess the gate of your enemy. And thy seed, sir, and in your seed, sir, all the nation of the earth be blessed because you obeyed my voice. Be smart. Be smart. Look for the man that carries the grace you need. And let me say this for the record. Until you die, the most relevant altar in your life, the most relevant altar in your life, is the altar of the church that you service. You know what Bible called that place? He said, it is the storehouse. When God commanded them to make sacrifice, He said, to the land I will show you. You can be giving offering in the wrong place. God is not obligated. Read in your Bible. He said, three times of me shall appear before me. He said, but I will appoint a place. The appointed place for every sacrifice is where the sheep graze. That's what the Bible said. Paul said, is it not comely that if I bless you, if you graze in my spiritual blessing, is it not natural that you should also bless me from your material gifts, which are the product of the blessing of the word of God in your life? Everywhere you see, you give. Let me say this. That you met a woman outside and slept with her, and then she become pregnant, does not make that child your son. You don't have right over that child. Do you know why? You didn't pay her bride. You just know you have one bastard outside. But the one you can call your son is the one that is given birth to by the woman you paid her price. You cannot be grazing in this house and you are sowing in another place and you think it will work for you. The most relevant altar in your life is your altar. Where your services of grace are rendered. Where the word of God comes to you. You see this altar. You see this altar. Let me tell you this. You may be see Pastor Chris and say, let me go and say Pastor Chris. If he is not appointed for you, that seed is just uh, charity, philanthropy. Yes, you can see somebody and like him and dash him money, just dash money. It's not counted as a seed. Because the Lord has ordained it from, from beginning. That anywhere you are blessed, you are responsible for that place. Let me say this. When I came into church, I saw this slide. I don't know whoever did that. And I don't even care to know. But that person will never see darkness in his life again. Guess what? I am not prophesying. I am telling you things that are ordained of nature. Let me be sincere to you. The only duty we have in church is to create a platform for God. But to fill in all the needs in the church is expected of people who sit under the word of God. That's what they call provocation. Anytime you are able to notice a problem in the mind of God and you position yourself, it will not always be convenient. It will not. Giving will never be convenient. It's different from when Pastor will give 10 times. That is different. You notice that the church needs to change their chairs and you position yourself. I will change this chair. After you have done the will of God, you have provoked God. You see, God will swear with his life over your head. And I bet you it is superior than material things. Stop being blind to church. Stop being blind to God's responsibility. Stop claiming that you are not seeing a problem. If you are in an exam hall and the question is asked and you forgot the answer but you read it, you are sure you read it. You even rehearsed it but you forgot. No letter will mark you because you read it. 
they will mark it because you wrote what you read and you remembered. So that you came to church and it didn't cross your mind is a failure for you. Every problem in church is somebody's blessing. Under God, under God, if there is a problem you are going through, there is a problem hidden in church that is your blessing. I can't keep track of Collins now. I don't know where he is now. Is he there in Lagos? Abuja? Ghana. They are calling him Ghana now. Collins came to Abaklike walking less. No, there was no walk. He was jobless. The guy was going to hang himself. He told me the day he wanted to take his life in Ghana. He made sure he went inside the bush. Nobody would see him. But a girl that he was in love with started calling him. And he just wanted to, He just knew something was trying to drag him out of death. And God told him, take your bag. Don't go back to where you go. Just take your bag from here and move down to Nigeria. He said, where am I going? He said, go to Abaklik and meet Pastor Philip. He came with only one bag. And came to church and started digging in church. He had no money, but he had strength. He broke his hand, broke his leg. He was jumping from one fence to another. When we were in a tent, the guy gave his life wholly to church. No skill. He didn't learn this. As he started doing it, God decided to turn a favor on him. The light shone upon him. Suddenly, the guy began to be more creative than he used to be. Some of you could remember the first stage decoration we did. One used left off like that. And then a pastor gave him a contract to come and do something. He, he, he crafted the stuff. He begged the guy to give him 60,000. The guy said he's not going to give him that. He's uh, supposed to give him 20,000 or 30,000. And the guy said he's not going to work. The same pastor went to another church and gave someone 250,000 to do the same stage. Colin saw it and got angry. And went and looked at the stage and vowed, I will outdo this. He came back to church and started crafting. And now his craft is way so deep. There is no place you can see this anywhere in the world. Right now, he did that in Lagos. He did that everywhere. Work is chasing him away. One of the first blessings God gave him was a wife. A house. When Colin paid for his flat, I came to his house that day. I was still squatting when he paid for his flat. I came and I was shocked. Well arranged house. I lifted up my hands. You know my joy? My gospel is working. I have seen grace move people from boys to men by the practice of the word of God. You cannot provoke God on the altar. I'm not talking about give to God. Let's get tired of giving. Giving is not what we are talking about. In fact, let me tell you what is giving. Giving is called free will. The day you come to and you don't want to give to church, go home. Nobody will beat you, including God. But you have shown God who you are. You have just, you have just made a statement of yourself. I'm talking about always sitting down to mark God and His need. And project and program yourself. Last two years camp meeting, God told Samuel, Samuel, all the bill of camp meeting, pay it. You remember that? Apostle told him. Do you know what happened? If, go and ask Samuel. The day he gave that one million, the following day, he woke up in the hotel room. He said he couldn't wake up. He died in the hotel room. Did he tell you the story? He was in the hotel in the in city exotic. What usually killed their father, because how his uncle died in this land, I don't want to call the name, was mystical. He said he woke up and noticed that his spirit left him. It was his spirit that stood up, not his body. He struggled and struggled and struggled and then came back to his body. As he was talking to Apostle, Apostle Love, he said, My son, go and release the sacrifice I told you to release. Elders came to help him. There are things you will conquer naturally by provoking God. 
the most potent altar. You see your parents, see your father, where you are coming from, where you are coming from. If you can afford your father, you can go and buy him a car. Look for what he's looking for and give it to him. Your parents, your pastors, I'm talking about the, the priests, the priests God has set over you. Listen to me. I am more anointed for you than Pastor Chris is in your life. Stop pursuing shadows. There is always a man. There is always a man God has cut out for you. Each time you bless him. Let me tell you this. Keep a track record of the times you give me sacrifice. I say keep a track record. Because sometimes you just, you are just going carelessly. Be careful about it. And it's not about what you give. It's how you give. It's the smartness behind it. It can be pastor. I want to make sure that your data is taken care of this month. You just do it by the Spirit. Just keep a track of what will happen next. You know why? Because the highest blessing of God in your life is through your priest. The gift of God to every man is a pastor. And if God gives you one and you joke with him, you'll be messing up with your destiny. Your altar, that's the church you serve. Your priests and your parents provoke them. That's where the blessing is. I have discovered this is. And I'm taking time to practice it. I am doing it now unrepentantly. Over the years, it has brought me so far. But sometimes there is this thing that you practice something, it works, and well, you don't commonize it and you leave it. Go back to the principle and use it as a ladder to keep climbing in your life. Glory to Jesus. Come on here, glory to Jesus. Acts chapter 20. If you want to see the more blessing, there is something called blessing. If you want to see more, Jesus said it is more blessed to give. A pastor said he has given his pastor a car before. The pastor prayed for him. You will have great cars. He has also given him 10 million. The pastor said, you have blessed me. The Lord will bless you. He said, but his pastor likes shoes. That there is this uncommon love his pastor has for shoes. And as the birthday of his pastor was coming, he saw him wearing a shoe. And he said, pastor, check for me whether they still have that your shoe. And he prized the shoe. It was 250000 He said he knew he would be a fool to tell his pastor to give him money to buy the shoe. And you know that thing, you have given me 5,000 before, you have given me Richard Carr before, and you are looking for what next will I give Pastor to get to him. So he was thinking, last bad day I have given you, I gave my car, I gave the other one. What will I do to get to him? He said, well, my Pastor likes shoes. You know what the guy did? He said he brought 5 million and ordered 43 shoes. Ordered 43 different, I'm talking about stop giving and start provoking. Ordered 43 different styles and pairs of shoes. Total to choose anyone. As the shoe came to the house of the pastor, the pastor fainted first. He said, My son, wherever you are, appear in my house. As he was coming, he said, In the name of God. He said, The pastor took him first in the office and prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him. He said, Come, let's go to the altar. He came to the altar. He prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him. He said, It's okay. Come again. He went to the office. He said, come and sit on my chair. He sat on his chair. He said, you are sitting on my chair. If God has anointed me, you will sit like me. He prayed for him and prayed for him. As they were about to go, he was going to his car. He said, kneel down before you go the last one. He prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him. 
As the man said, Amen. He entered the car. As he was going, he called him on the phone. Have you reached? My son, listen. See that shoe you gave me? See, yes. He said he prayed for him. Oh, until he got to his church. As he said, Have you reached? Can I greet your wife? As he was doing his wife, he said, This is your son. This is my son. He has blessed me. In fact, in the name of Jesus, he said, Praying again. He said, Every morning, as the man wants to put in one new shoe, he will call him on the phone. You know when you are for the three pairs of shoes? And you will keep wearing it in a different style. He said, Anytime Pastor calls him to pray for him, he knows that he has opened one new shoe. After the prayer, somebody built him a duplex of 40 million. So into necessities. Never see seed as a burden. It was seed that brought you where you are. Keep climbing by it. Let me tell you this. Be thinking of your next level seed. You didn't hear what I said. Be thinking of your next level sacrifice to provoke the angels. Don't sit in church and lock your brain. Let me give you one of the tiniest things. Because it's not how big what you give is. Let me be very sincere. You see these flowers in church. The day it dies, the person, the instruction was given to water it. Something around you will die. That's how simple it is. Faithfulness in little things matters a lot to God. A lady built for us this stuff. The day she brought the offering box to church, another woman came crying to my office. She said to me, Pastor, will God forgive me? I said, I don't know what you mean. He said, will God forgive me? I said, what's that? He said, for the past one month, each time I come to church and I see the rubber stuff people used to give offering, something tells me to go and build an excellent offering box. First week, I ignored it. Second week, I ignored it. Third week, I ignored it until I now forgot. He said, Pastor, just two weeks later, I came to church and saw the exact thing God told me. Because when God was done talking to her and she shot her mind, God went to another person. Every need in God's house must be solved. It's God's house. Because God had many children. But the one he spoke to first, it was Esau he told first, Jacob did it. The woman said, will God forgive me? Do you know what happened? That woman lost her home. The girl that gave me that offering boss, you remember one teenager, whatever. If you see, five guys was coming for one girl. Five able-bodied guys giving her all trouble left right center left and then place the exam for them i just organized one test and sent to five of them at the same time the husband showed forth as i'm talking to you now they are living in gra lagos that is you know where gra in lagos the husband has properties. The husband is a barrister. The girl has a federal job. So many things around her life. Doing what God told you. God told everyone, because you have done this and obeyed my voice. That's where your future is. That's where your marriage is. One of my daughters shared a story with me. And I said, wow, these things are eternal principles. Do you know what would have happened to me if I didn't give my three cars in 215? By now, I will still be driving them now. And you would think it's a miracle. Haven't you seen people like that? The car since 1978, they are still driving, and it's still serving them. But they don't know that their life is going backward. Do you know it was when God was teaching me about the blessing that the dream I had in 2016 made sense to me? The, the dream became very clear. I was in the dream, and I saw an angel of God. 
And the angel was telling me about his church growth experience. He was sharing his church growth story with me. That my heart began to burn and boil. And in the dream, I, was, I had money in my, in my pocket. I was looking for 50000 to give to him or a check to write to him. As soon as I didn't find in the dream, I was provoked. I took the money I was to use to go to a problem and pulled it out and dropped on his feet. The man smiled. He said, you can kneel down. He didn't say kneel down from the beginning. He was just sharing stories. He was just pouring my feet. As soon as I gave that seed, he said, kneel down. He said, from today, you will have transaction with angels. From today. It began to make sense to me. My daughter said that while she was a student in JS1, she used to be very enterprising. During December time, she would buy all these Christmas so and so and push in the wheelbarrow. She said, because of how enterprising she is, at the end of Christmas season, she would make like hundred and something thousand. She said, when they go to village and finish spending the money, you know, it's a small girl now, the remaining money, she will use it to buy goats and give to the mother in the village and say to mommy, please train it so that I will give birth to children, I will use to sell and make more money. You know that kind of enterprising girl? She said, that, that was what she was in. So the mother will buy this goat and the goat will give birth to children. He said, one day she was in Assemblies of God and a pastor visited and was raising money to build a church. She said, as a small girl, JS1, she walked to the altar. And when she came to the altar to give a sacrifice of 100,000, you know what she said? She said there was no money. She called the mother in the village and said, Please, that goods, sell all of them and give me the money. And the mother asked why. He said, They are building church in Obilene, Assemblies of God. I want to give my sacrifice. She said the mother didn't argue because the mother is also a believer. Sold the whole property and gave to her. She said the day she was coming to the altar as a child, JS1, JS2, with her 100,000 end money that she got from barrel pushing, she was crying. She said the tears she was crying was not that she was giving God money. She told me personally that she was happy that she didn't get it from prostitution, that she got it by her hard end saving and hard work. She said, as she gave the offering, the man of God looked at her and said, young girl, number one, the man you will marry will be prosperous because of you. And number two, mark, she was telling the man, mark this girl, she will be so rich on earth. Fast forward from JS1. Now, she's somewhere in our nature. It's the same woman that has given me close to five million. Today, the woman is a fear and a threat in the whole of nature. In fact, she's the reason Better City came to Anitra. Too blessed. This year's lockdown, the husband is building three, three twin duplex. They are going to dedicate in December. She showed me. While I was sharing this story, she said, Pastor, let me tell you the roots of the provocation. Stand on your feet. Lift up your holy hand. Now, listen to me. We are not preaching for anything. We are preaching to tell you how it is done. We are preaching to show you what should be done. We are preaching to give you the access to your own personal inheritance in God. Begin to practice this case. Look for a smart and skillful way to provoke the anointing and the altar that should bless you. Lift up your holy hands. Lift up your holy hands. I will represent God's blessing on the earth. I will be an emblem of blessing. In my community, when they look at me, they will say, of the truth, she is the blessed. I will be a sign. I will be for wonder. I will be the signet of prosperity. Go ahead and pray in Jesus' name. The same God that ministers bread to the eater also seed for the sower. 
and everything around you. I say no matter how poor you are, stop hunting for money. Stop begging for money. Start using the money available to you to begin to navigate for your future. I say you can move from zero to significant. It doesn't matter the level you are now. It doesn't matter the level you are. Listen to me. When the widow brought her offering, it wasn't a big amount. In fact, that money could not buy fuel in church. But Jesus recognized that the thing this woman gave was more recognized than ever. Seed and provocation is not quantity. It's your willingness first. If there be any willing mind first, be willing to take... See, this is you are begging money from street to street. Please help. He will not help you. Let me show you. Ephesians chapter 5. Quickly, please. Just do this so we can go. Ephesians chapter 4, rather. Verse 28. 28. Let's judge this. Let's judge this with a pastor. Let him that stole steal no more. Why do people steal? Hey, hey, hey. Why do people steal? Come on, talk to me. Why do people steal? People steal because they lack. It is the let him that robs. Why? What is robbery is greed. But stealing is hunger. So this guy doesn't have money actually. He is broke. And God, the let him that steals, stole, steal no more. But rather, let him use his strength to level. Walking with his hand. Go and wash car. Go and fetch water. Go and polish people's shoes. Go and cut grass. Level with your hands the things which is good that he may have to give. Hold on. Is it wise? Paul said, level with your hand. You don't have level with your hand. So that you will have to be able to give. Because he knows that it is in giving the blessing comes. I am saying this. Listen to me. Maybe your level of finance right now is that you can fuel church lister every service. Do it consistently and unrepentantly until it comes up to heaven. They used to grow. If you do it three weeks and forget, they will forget you. I am being real. It can, listen, listen. It can be so small that you go to this drum and say, drummer, how much is a drum stick in church? Let me tell you this. Church fund is not supposed to start this equipment. The needs we are having in church, every fund coming to church will be going to the expansion of the kingdom of God. Somebody can say, anytime this stick breaks, come and collect it from me. Don't do it once. Do it for one year, two years, three years. One day, God will remember stick on your leg. A prophet came to my house to pray for us. And he called my mother and said, Your husband paid 150 naira to a church. And begged the church, please, for my sake, hold it as a bad payment. Hold this money as a bad payment. I want to make sure that this church gains a property. It's even you, your wife, did not come. He said, But that is what God has come to pay back to your son. That's what God came to pay back. God does not forget. But the problem is that anytime you provoke heaven, the open record, your book is empty. Nothing is speaking for you. He said, be not weary in well-doing. If you have chosen to be flooring church, my son, keep flooring it against all odds. Be putting effort. Be dragging yourself. One day, 
He told me to. That's the way it goes. One day. At every level. Yes. Let me show you this. Second Corinthians chapter 2. Let me show you. Verse 8. I'll show you. You can move from one stage. Can I say this? God's problem needs in the church. I said when you give to need, it's more important than giving. That's provocation. God's need in church is too vast and too small. So that the small will find their place. Do you know how they say battery to preach? The battery I used to preach. As small as it is, it's a problem. One thousand naira. One thousand. And the person that his financial capacity in church is one thousand naira can sneak to the technical team. Please, can you give me the honor? Will it be granted me? Because the attitude to give should be humility. You are not giving for anybody to know you. I don't need to know you. Anybody who ever buy anything, just don't come and tell me. It's between you and God. But you are paying a price. Can you give me the honor to be buying battery? Anytime you finish, call me. Do one time I'll pay. There is no problem in church that you cannot solve. You know the problem? Irresponsibility. Some people come with the entitled mindset. In this society, there's no AC in church. If your capacity is AC and you are asking that question, help me looking at that the fool. Look at that. Wherefore I beseech you that you would confirm your love toward him. Let, let, let me come. Second Corinthians chapter 9, rather. Chapter 9. 9 verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Say amen. Why will grace abound toward you? Why? So that you will always have all sufficiency. My daughter, look at this. You will always find in your hand something in your hand. You will always have sufficiency in all things so that you may abound in every good works. Why did God want to give you? So that you will always have to be able to give so that your next level can open. Look at that, the next chapter. Tell me all sufficiency so that I can abound in every good works. Does it make sense to you? So the sufficiency of God is not to make you to go and buy another car. Does God want you to buy a car? Emphatically, yes. Because if all the money you have is to settle your school fees, settle your mother, settle your PC, and then save some money, you are a fool. I'm going to show you in the Bible. I'm telling you under God. You are a child of God. You are a seed of the Holy Scripture. You are a covenant person. Our life is not like Yahoo boys. Yahoo boys can do it. You can't do it. If you are depending on the altar for the blessing, you can't do that. God is able to make all blessings dispersed for you. Look at verse 9. As it is written, He has dispersed abroad and has given to the poor. Look at this. God has given to poor people. Dispersed abroad. His righteousness remained forever. Is that in your Bible? Now look at what God is saying. If you read verse chapter 9, you will think that what He's saying that even the poor people have money. God supplies them. No. He says, God is so wise that nobody is poor that doesn't have what God has given to him. Come on here, come on here. God is so good that there is nobody so poor that he has not dispersed something to Now, why did he dispatch it to you? In verse 10, look at how he now said it. He said, now he that ministered seed to the sower. Anytime God dispatches to you, the first thing he gave you is the seed to sow. He is also faithful to give you bread for your food. He doesn't want you to give and be broke. But when he gave you, he was expecting you to first of all as a smart guy, plant seed and eat food. God will never ask you everything. He said he wants to take you to a new level of grace. He said that thing God is able to make you 
both ministers bread for your food and multiply your seeds God will give you food give you money to pay your school fees but don't forget him he says the same God that ministers seeds to the soul both will minister bread to your food and then he will come back and multiply your seed soul and increase your fruit of righteousness you know what is your fruit of righteousness? to increase your level of love it will move from flooring church to building church from building church to buying properties for church from buying properties for church to buying aircraft but it is an increase it will multiply your seed soul lift up your holy hands I pray that the grace to act on this gospel will come upon you I pray that the wisdom to stay on course, the wisdom to stay focused, the wisdom to have foresight for your future, the wisdom to value spiritual things will come upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Now listen to me. Refuse to pastor under a man of God that will complain that the members are insensitive. Refuse that. Refuse that. Let it not be said that your pastor needed money to buy fuel when you are around. And when I say your pastor, I'm not talking about me. I am the set man. Anybody that stands on this platform is your agent. Pastor Joshua is on a strong missionary work in any place. When I mean strong missionary work, we have not said it so publicly. The guy is living with his wife in an office. And it ought not to be so. God told me to give him half a million to go and get a house. And I'm his pastor. Why am I sowing to that? It's not so po- The guy will be paying for his whole next year. A million. Someone should say, Pastor, listen, I won't give you one million, but I must commit to that. It's a responsibility that must be in your mind. The kingdom is for us. And we have the rest. Can I tell you this? The need of this church is not bigger than the people God gave to this church. Every need of your church is according to the people God gave to him. If we are feeling burden in this church, it's not that we have irresponsible members. I'm looking for 25 million and I bet you on that God is in church. He's in church. But the problem is that we have people who are need conscious, not seed conscious. If 10 million enter your hand, I can bet you, even tight, you will struggle to pay. And you know what? You don't have, the blessing does not come by. Tithing is just for children. It's for babies. Abraham became great and Isaac became great and went forward. You must go forward. You must stop this tight thing. Some of you are not tight. I think God is obligated to your life. You are not serious. Spare tire touch. God is always under pressure by you when you have problems. But you have never responded to any of his pressure. No. Paul said that this is the Holy Scripture. That you must not more sell the ox that tread upon the corn. He said, therefore he that watereth must be watered. Make it a God. You will cut covenant with God that will shock you. Your pastor finished preaching, you just quickly buy him something cold to drink. And that's where your money is. That's, that's the financial level you are. To another person. I finished camp meeting three years ago. Then I didn't have the heart. I was sleeping in the office. Emmanuel told me, Pastor, please, I, I can't stand you sleeping in the office again. He went to a hotel and paid for seven nights. He said, Pastor, go and sleep on my account. Any food you want to eat, eat that we pay. Do you know what happened? The guy sold a seat to my security. That same night, I carried my bag and left. Robert broke my burglary and they were asking, where is Pastor? 
What if you didn't hear God? These gifts that have been killed. You know, some of us are not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Why was it the night I left? And you think that guy will be forgotten? Now look at this. That thing he has done has been written down. The day God will remove sleep in his eye for him, he will open the chapter. I am begging you, under God, under God, position yourself where God needs. An angel of the Lord will come for you. Blessing will meet promise. Amen. Lift up your holy hands.